This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always tell you, smart speaker, the play ESPN radio. Keep weighing in. You got 10 minutes for you to be heard at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. We're calling this weekend in the NFL, Show Me Something Sunday. Who needs to show you something this Sunday in the NFL? Your call's in 10 minutes at 888-729-3776. The Bengals had a chance to show something last night. They didn't do that against the Baltimore Ravens, losing 34-20, to and that was not even the worst news. We found out today that Joe Burrow, his season is over as Bengals quarterback, a torn ligament in his right wrist. He talked about the season being over, and you can hear the pain in the voice of Joe Burrow, the Bengals quarterback, out for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you work you work so hard for for seasons and moments like these. So when you know, whenever you get hurt and it it ends it early, it's it's tough to tough to handle. But you know, that's part of the game. Been through it before, so just got to grind it out. Meanwhile, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. Jake Browning, it is his time. He says his team is ready for some Jake Browning. So that's the news. And, and uh, you know, just talking to guys on the team, uh, excited to rally around Jake. And we've got a lot of great players on this team. And so um, excited to see this team really band together for these last seven weeks and, and find a way, you know. And so uh, we're excited for that opportunity, but obviously disappointed for Joe. So it's bringing Ben Baby. does a great job covering the ESPN Cincinnati Bengals as a reporter for ESPN NFL Nation. Hit him on Twitter at Ben underscore baby. Ben, with all that has happened since last night, what are your thoughts on Joe Burrow not being available for the rest of the year at quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, you know, it's something that when you talk to Joe, you know, he seemed pretty resigned to it. You know, we asked him about it. We actually were surprised that he, he spoke to the media. You know, we, we heard uh, Zach Taylor come in. They, they bumped up his, uh, his usual press conference uh, today. And then all of a sudden, after Zach finished up, they said that Burrow was going to talk. And, you know, he spoke about – you know, how, how, like you said, as you heard the clip, kind of frustration about having the season end this way. But, you know, he said, oh, it's kind of the life you chose, and this is how football's going to be. And what I thought was, was kind of really interesting, he said, this is probably going to happen again. Uh, you know, he understands that it's part of the risk that, that comes with it. And, uh, you know, he's now looking at what he needs to be able to do to, to you know, get back as quickly as possible. Zach Taylor said that initial research uh, shows that, you know, they believe that Burrow is going to be able to, to make a full recovery whenever he does have surgery. And Burrow is still looking for uh, getting as much information as he can before they end up going definitively with that option. But right now, everything points to that. And, and you know, talking to uh, Taylor and Burrow today, you definitely got the sense that, that obviously they were, they were kind of gutted at, at the uh, tournament events after last night. And Ben, I want to ask you about moving forward with this offense, right? When you look at how this team loves to throw the football and pass it around to those plethora wide receivers that they actually have, a guy like Joe Mixon, I thought he had a decent game last night in the run game, also in the pass game. Do you see Zach Taylor leaning on Joe Mixon a lot more than he did previously because of this injury to Joe Burrow? You know, it's a, it's a good question. I think it's going to be what we've seen from the Bengals, no matter, you know, I was here when Andy Dalton was at, in his last year here in Zach's first year, and you saw that even then when the receivers weren't nearly as good as they are now, um, and the team was obviously not as good as it was now, you know, they still like to run that 11 personnel with the three receivers uh, and, and one, you know, one tight end, one running back, and, and Mixon's kind of been the constant in all of that. And, and, you know, I think it's going to depend on how defenses 
play the Bengals and, and what they've done and, and Browning having been in this system, Jake Browning, the new starting quarterback, having been in this system now for the last couple of years, uh, for the last two as a practice squad quarterback, and this year as the backup. I think he understands what Taylor's looking for. You know, it's, it's one to where they're going to play the numbers in the box. And, you know, I think ultimately it's going to be dictated around how well Mixon does. You know, I think going back for, for a couple of years now, I think this team has hoped – that Mixon would be able to, to break off some big runs against light boxes that are conducive to explosive plays in the running game. And those just really haven't been there. And I, kind of, I agree with you over the last couple of weeks and last night, you know, early in that game when it was still kind of a neutral score situation, you saw Mixon breaking off, you know, 10, 11, 12-yard runs. And that's what, um, you know, they're going to need from him in this run game in order to take some pressure off those receivers, in order to create some windows. But knowing what I know about Zach Taylor and kind of how this offense, you know, runs, I think they're going to let Browning make those decisions and, and go with the math and see what works best. Great stuff by Ben Baby, ESPN Bengals reporter. Hit him on Twitter, Ben underscore Baby, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. We can't ignore the fact that the NFL is investigating why this was not reported, meaning the injury Joe Burrow had leading into this game when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. What have you heard about a potential, I don't want to say infraction or whatever that is, but what could be going on investigating the fact they did not report his injury, meaning Joe Burrow, before playing Baltimore last night? Yeah, Freddie, I think one of the things that they wanted to make abundantly clear, both Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, that whatever Burrow was wearing was unrelated to this injury. Zach Taylor called it an acute injury. They said that it was a result of the uh, the fall and you know it took a little while but we finally were able to get it out of burrow he was wearing a compression sleeve on that wrist and i you know we, we definitely hammered him about kind of what was going on with that and he said it was something that oh you know over the normal course of his year you get bumps and bruises uh and he wore the compression sleeve you know in order to reduce swelling as he gets in uh you know in elevation he said it's something that he's done at other instances, you know, especially as the season gets going, he referenced, you know, being on a short week. Uh, all of that being said, it is going to be up to, obviously, the league office to go through and, and see kind of what, you know, go through their protocol, see what that investigation looks like and see uh, what that may find. Uh, but, you know, I think that was, you know, when you, when you listen to what Zach Taylor and Burrow had to say today, that was something that was very clear in their messaging. They wanted to make it a point that it was unrelated, but ultimately it's going to be up to the league uh, to make that decision, and, and we'll see how that continues to uh, to develop. And Ben, how was the team morale today, right? When you look at this situation, and it's devastating because Joe Burrow's not only their starting quarterback, he's the anchor of everything that they want to do. He's their leader. He's their franchise savior. But also the flip side of that, too, the morale – when it comes to Joe Burrow, but also their mindset moving forward with Jake Browning. Yeah, you know, I thought it was actually interesting. You know, Tyler Boyd, who, you know, is about as straight shooter as you're going to get um, throughout any kind of situation that we've seen here uh, over the last, you know, five years. He, he said that there hasn't really, you know, when, whenever Browning looks like he could potentially start earlier in the year you know, on Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams, you know, everybody was really excited for him and he had a lot of confidence. And, you know, it's interesting, Browning after the game said he almost is delusionally confident that he'll be able to go out there. And that isn't lost on Boyd. And, you know, he, you know, when I asked him about it after the game, he said, you know, if a quarterback's going to be like that, have that confidence, that's somebody essentially that Boyd can ride with. And, and you get that sense, um, you know, it, you know, vibes that were, were pretty solid, all things considered. 
Uh, Burrow said that he liked the fact that Jake is even keeled, uh, and it's one of the reasons why they've become good friends. And so that demeanor as you're making that transition um, is probably something that's going to be important, but ultimately it's going to be up for, to Browning to make those plays and, and kind of have that confidence turn into production. Hey, Ben, great stuff because we know it's been a tough day, not just for the Cincinnati Bengals, but really the whole AFC North, not even the Pittsburgh Steelers, all these injuries being suffered by key players. Keep it the great work, Ben. Have a great holiday. We'll talk to you soon, my man. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, guys. Ben Baby, ESPN Bengals reported him on Twitter, Ben underscore Baby, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry, part of Love Friday on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We want you to love your phone because we want to hear what you have to say about the love you have for somebody that better be up to it. We're calling this Sunday in the NFL, Show Me Something Sunday. We want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas believes the Las Vegas Raiders, you're going to fight an offense that's going to fight back. When it comes to Miami Dolphins, we know you're 2-0 with Antonio Pierce taking over when it comes to Josh McDaniels, but now we want to see if you can show out against a better offense or for the first time in two games, an offense that can actually score. For me, it's Josh Dobbs. Great story so far. Former backup, moved on from the Arizona Cardinals. Minnesota Vikings pick him up after Kirk Cousins was out for the season at the rupture the Achilles, and he's been 2-0 and as a quarterback ever since. I want to see if he can continue that against a very improving Broncos defense part of Sunday Night Football. But now it's your turn at 888-729-3776. Scrap-a-doo in New York. Who needs to show you something this Sunday on Show Me Something Sunday in the NFL? My Buffalo Bills. First of all, sometime next year, this year, because this year is probably a wash, bring in some playmakers. We need a running back. We need somebody besides Diggs. On the other side of the ball, my defense is garbage. I know we rank in the top in defense, but if you look at the games we lose, they don't show up. Please make some deals in the offseason. Catch up with everybody else because I'm tired of getting circled by the wagons instead of people. <laughs> Come on, guys. And by the way, Cincinnati, Cleveland, I don't know which one, but preferably Cleveland, hey, Nick Foles did it. So if they bring in the right quarterback, they could possibly do a thing. Yeah, I'll stick with the Buffalo Bills. I think mm. he brings up a good point. You know, opposite of Stephon Diggs, are they going to be able to get another playmaker yeah. in the future after this season? And as far as that defense, when you needed that defense to get it a stop, get, to get a stop versus the Denver Broncos, they couldn't. When you needed that defense to get a stop versus the New England Patriots, they could not. And we're talking about two teams who we haven't been speaking very highly of this season overall, totally as, as teams. When we look at both the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos, so I understand you right there, Scrap. Yeah, they can't wait for Gabe Davis anymore. Seriously. They've given him more than a year. At a certain point, that is who he is. A guy that can be the Robin to the Batman you have on the other side when it comes to Stephon Diggs. If anything, Dalton Kincaid is more of that guy to Stephon Diggs, and it should be Gabe Davis for the Buffalo Bills. Brett in Pennsylvania, show me something Sunday in the NFL. Who has to show you something? Hey, thanks for the call, guys. Appreciate it for mm-hmm. sure. Love what you guys do. Thank you, uh, just want to throw out there about Brock Purdy, man. Uh, I'd love to hear what your guys' opinion is on it because I know you're going to be real honest about it. The man's going up against a uh, heavy pass rush team with the Buccaneers. Love to see what Bulls is going to throw at him, but got to see what Purdy's going to do if he can stay consistent under that pressure. 
the one thing I will say, and I'm glad you mentioned that, although I didn't realize that one of our producers, Devin Kane's brother, was calling in because Devin Kane is still not convinced that Brock Purdy is any kind of good. He believes that Brock Purdy should serve huh? something each and every Sunday. Don't ha us. We know who you are. Well, but- Grandma told me if you can hunt, you can hear, boy. Exactly, exactly. You, <laughs> you can, I never heard that before, but that's exactly 100% true. <laughs> if you went, huh, that means you heard me. But that's going to be the narrative with the 49ers. Last week was fantastic, but that's because everybody played with a purpose, not just the defensive line, because that's where the identity is. That defense, when they're bloodthirsty pirates and they have that identity, everybody feeds off of that. But I thought Brock Purdy was terrific. But can he continue to ramp up now? Because that Buccaneers front seven, they're not too shabby in Tampa Bay with those guys that can get after the quarterback led by Ty Bowles, the head coach. Yeah, I actually thought Brock Purdy was phenomenal versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look at the touchdown to George Kittle. I don't even know how he got that football off. The improvision, rolling to the left on the first touchdown, throwing it to his guy, Brandon Ayuk. Hey, Brock Purdy, keep chucking along. And keep proving people like Devin Kane, who's a Giants embarrassment to the lead wow. Giants fan. Ah, ah, ah. Man, that was aggressive. Not, not, that was not just aggressive. That was aggressive from you yeah, going up to Devin Kane. I'm sorry, Devin. Uh, Damn, it's Love Friday, but I, too. But I, but I'm not. Apparently not. It's like anti-Love Friday. Between love you two. Friday. It's like anti-Love Friday between you and Harry Douglas I had all right love now. for HD. Yeah, un- until, uh, until that aggressive maneuver that he just threw at you being a Giants fan. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, don't, don't pull that. Keith in Alabama on this Show Me Something Sunday in the NFL. Who needs to show you something? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I, I, I want everybody listening to start putting some respect on Dakota, Dakota Rain Prescott's name. <laughs> Him and Patrick Mahomes are the only two players to have 10 games of 400 yards or more passing. Everybody else, five. N- numbers always works when you can back it up. Keith, I have plenty of respect for Dak Prescott. But as a Dallas Cowboys fan... As great as he's been the last four to five weeks in the NFL, people want to see that in the playoffs more than just one game. That's the respect all right. factor. All right, okay. I love I love okay. our callers. All right, all right. Here and, we and, go. and I love our callers, Keith. Right, shout out to you. Yeah. But it's 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 Rain Dakota Prescott, not hey. Dakota Rain Prescott. Doesn't matter. So if you want to put some respect <laughs> on his name, you got to get, get his it name right. right. Wow. Oh, brother the, Keith. You know what it is? I'll give Shannon credit for that. It's the first win for the Giants or the Cowboys in a long time. So I'll give him credit for that. Wow. Oh. When? Did, how did this have, turn into I, the petty I, segment? Have I said oh, too no. much? Oh, no. What you and Shannon hey. want to do, Dad? Hey, what y'all want to do? Have I said too much? Have I gone too far? We can square up. Am, am I too much What pet- you want to do? Everybody know that look. Everybody know that look. Bust a move. Yeah, exactly. We can square up if you want to. <laughs> am, I, am, I too much, am, I, am I too much petty LaBelle right now? Is that where we're going? Am I too much petty LaBelle <laughs> as far as that goes? Allison Pittsburgh. Holla at your nina from your nina. At Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Al's on Show Me Something in the NFL on Sunday. Who needs to show you something? Uh, hi. Kenny Pickett needs to show me something. More than 100 and some yards in passing. Our offensive line looks a little better. We had a running game last week, but yard-wise, and our defense looks good, Kenny has not shown me that much for his second year. I remember Alice when I did a show with Chris Canty during this time slot a while ago, and I remember she had said something that – had me going crazy. So Alice in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Alice be watching her game. She be watching her football. She be watching her football. <laughs> so she know what she be talking about. And Kenny Pickett, yeah. what Alice said. Exactly. You, you need to be better. You can't have a guy at this point in the NFL season as a starting quarterback in nine games played. Six touchdowns? Six touchdowns? 
barely completing 61% of your passes, especially when, and this is another reason, preseason games, don't you believe it, because he looked great in limited action preseason. And I told everybody who was somebody, that means nothing until the regular season starts. And Alice is spot on. In year two, you can't be that quarterback that looks like that in year two when it comes to Kenny Pickett for a team that's six and three. Hey, Freddie, I remember Alice in the palace. Alice, thank you for listening and calling in. Good to hear your voice again. I was wondering where you were going with the Alice in the palace thing. I didn't realize you guys had that kind of symbiotic relationship. <laughs> that's, my, that's my homie now. Nothing Alice. wrong with that. that that's, that's your homegirl. That, that, that is our homegirl, no doubt about that. Damien in Virginia, show me something Sunday in NFL. Who has to show you something? Hey, thanks for taking my call. And Freddie, one of my two teams, yes, Harry, I said one of Attaboy. my two NFL teams what? Boy, Damien. is the is the Commanders playing the Giants this week. Eric the Enemy needs to show me something. Because Ron Rivera, love him to death, but he's not the coach next year. Eric the Enemy, this is your tryout. Let's do this. Now, I would say when it comes to Eric the Enemy, Sam Howell is leading the National Football League right now in passing yards. And I think what Eric Bieniemy needs to show you mm-hmm. is the ability to be more consistent with the run game because mm-hmm. Brian Robinson Jr. is a phenomenal back. He made plays in the past game this past weekend versus the Seattle Seahawks. But I want to see them be more consistent with the run game. There's a reason why Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback in the National Football League. It's because they pass the ball too doggone much. Yeah, because Sam Howell's running a marathon every time behind center because he's running for his life. From yep. opposing defensive lines, both of you guys are spot on. If you're Eric Bieniemy, we saw that he will commit to the running game, and he should. For crying out loud, he played running back in Colorado and the National Football League. You can't leave your running backs out there with that kind of disrespect. You wonder if that's going to work against a Giants defense that is not bad, but they played so many snaps this year. We don't know how good that defense could actually be, and the commanders better take advantage of that. John and Flo Ryder. John on Show Me Sunday in the NFL. Who better show you something this weekend? Hey, Jacksonville Jaguars got to show me something. And, and uh, I'm sorry, I, I also have two teams. Attaboy. I, I'm born and raised I'm born and raised Washington Commanders from way back in the day. But now living in Florida, when the Jaguars came in, I bought season tickets from day one and loved it. So that's my AFC second-choice team. If they play each other, it's always Washington. But – the commander are you hearing to, yourself the, right now? Are you hearing, John, hey, are you hearing hey, yourself right now? That, I know. It's just said those words hold, out loud. Hold, hold Unbelievable. Don't, don't, don't interrupt John but, as a two-team person. But, John, okay. finish up. So the Jaguars, the Jaguars got to show me something this weekend after falling to, to Brock Purdy in the 49ers, which I'm a Brock Purdy fan because his daddy's from uh, my rival in Osceola County playing football. I played football against his dad. But the biggest curse has got to be the Dallas Cowboys since they fired Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yes. Yes, Ooh. actual and factual, one. no question. They would have won another one had Jerry Jones not run Bill Parcells out of Dallas. You know what I'm going to do when I get back home with my son? I'm going to teach my son. Hey, son, you can have as many teams as you, you want to love and you know, cheer for them as, as know, long as you're living on earth, son. And, and you know what that is? That's good parenting by you. You're allowing your son Terrible. to have freedom of mind and freedom <laughs> of expression because we know Prince, if he anything like his daddy, has had plenty of freedoms and expression. You better in his believe very, Thank you very much. I told my wife, we ain't raising no mutes. <laughs> Lord knows Speak that's, your mind, baby. Lord knows that's true. We ain't raising no mutes. <laughs> one last one from Rich in Michigan. Rich, on Show Me Something Sunday in the NFL, who has to show you something? Uh, Christian Watson. Uh, I like him, but he's, like, not catching the ball. He's not no 
open. He's dropping things. Uh, I, I like you, Christian. Do it good, though. <laughs> I love that uh, wide receiver. I like him, but ESPN he's just not catching the football. Well, he he, he has right, to be though. more consistent, and I, and I think it's all the wide receivers for Green Bay, mm-hmm. right? Those guys are young, tight ends young, mm-hmm. quarterbacks young, even though he's been in the league for a while, he sat behind. But this is his actually first year being a, a main starter, right? right? So I think they have a lot of growth to do. Quarterback position, O-line needs to get healthy, but that some skill position players from tight ends to wide receivers, they're going to have to grow. Yeah. They've got to do it in a, in a rapid pace. Yeah, to bring some memory to everybody's memory, this is the first year that these guys are being game-planned against. Seriously. They didn't have to worry about that because who was being game-planned against? Aaron Rodgers. He's no longer there. So now they know it is like that. You become the full, full Monty of getting everybody's attention when it comes to the program, when it comes to any kind of – any kind of plan they're putting together. So I'm not saying faith and patience, but at a certain point, it's year one. If we're having the same conversation year two about these guys in Green Bay, then that's a whole, whole different deal. If you did not get through in a Dr. Pepper call on the line on who needs to show you something this Sunday, part of Show Me Something Sunday NFL, hit us up on Twitter. Harry's handle, HDouglas83, my handle, the Coleman ESPN. Now, the Eagles and Chiefs don't play on Sunday, but they play each other on Monday. Who are we more confident in? to get back to the Super Bowl. We'll get to that after the very confident Harry Douglas has this from Vivid Seats. Well, since we have a game on Monday night that's going to be fantastic, haven't been to an NFL game yet, that's the perfect one to get to. What are you waiting for, ladies and gentlemen? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play, live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy, coming up Monday as we get ready for a huge Monday night game. I'll tell you which players you'll need to watch, not name Mahomes or Hurts. It's unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Love Friday. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker yours to play ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in at Triple Eight say ESPN 888-729-3776. Getting a lot of great reactions from you. It is Show Me Something Sunday in the National Football League. Who needs to show you something? Let us know at 888-729-3776. We'll take your calls in a couple of minutes. But Monday night's the game of the weekend. We have Bengals-Ravens getting everything started on Thursday. Ravens win that ball game 34-20. to Not a bad schedule again in the NFL on Sunday. But then we got these two teams that met in the Super Bowl last year. Eagles taking on the Chiefs. That game at 8-15 Eastern time on ESPN and also on ABC Television on Monday. Now, Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach. I can't wait to hear Harry's reaction to this because he says, yeah, we know you guys believe it's a big game. We know it's a big game, but You can turn any week in the NFL into, I'm going to get up for this one right here. Like, our job is to make sure it's, it's mentally challenging and you have to be mentally tough to get up for the, every game the same every single, every single week. It is important that each and every week you're locked in and have that mental toughness to go to work the same, you know, whether you're playing – Team A or the team that beat you in the Super Bowl last year, if the motivation for Jordan is helping him and he's not distracted by it, by all means, use it. If it's distraction, you know, then leave it aside. Look at Jalen Hurts coaching up his head coach. (laughs) Well, I tell you, (laughs) coach with that old cliche, politically correct answer. We understand everything you just said, Nick Sirianni, but let's not forget this is the team that you lost to in the Super Bowl last year. Patrick Mahomes is still over there. Travis Kelsey's still there. Chris, that dog, Jones is still over there. Now, I'm taking mm-hmm. the Eagles in this matchup because I think okay. one of the things that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing is if the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense, are they going to be able to stop the run game, right? Because we know the Eagles can control the time of possessions. Uh, and if they control the time of possession, that means – they're taking away possessions from the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. And then I also look at those wide receivers. Can they be able to step up in this football game? I'm not happy with mm. the pass defense of the Kansas uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They're at the bottom of the National Football League. Also, they're at the bottom of the National Football League when it comes to third down defense. So they have to be better in those regards. Right. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have over 150 yards in this game because of what I've seen from Jake Ferguson and the Dallas Cowboys and how he was able to eat versus that Eagles secondary. But I'm waiting for this matchup. Come on, Nick Sirianni. Yeah. Don't be playing this down. No, he, he understands. He's not going to allow people like Harry Douglas yeah. to make it more than it is. He I'm excited, that, too. Oh, so, he knows everybody's excited. Everybody in Philadelphia. I mean, radio stations are not playing any music by Taylor Swift because now she's with Travis Kelsey, and she's from outside of Philadelphia and why I'm missing Pennsylvania. Like, traitor, boo, Swifty this, get it on out of here. So he knows all the hype. He makes her happy. That's Happiness all that matters. is the most important thing in yeah. the world. Until a year and a half now, they break up. Then will that be? A, will <laughs> that be an album? That, will that be an album for us if of that happens? It would. Can you imagine they break up like a year, year and a half from now? And she's going to be more of a billionaire, making an album about what did not go right with those two. And he's meeting Papa this week. 
Oh, the parents are meeting each other. I did see it on TMZ. Yeah. The, 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 the brothers meeting the parents. That's big. Sisters meeting the parents. That's big. The parents are meeting the parents. That's big, brother. And a year and a half is going to be the greatest album ever in the history of Taylor Swift <laughs> when they all stay together as far as that goes. I'm taking Kansas City, and here's why. I love what you said about in terms of having more to play for. Eagles have less questions about them, especially offensively in Kansas City. Andy Reid is 27-4 and four after a bye week. That is too much for me to ignore. As what, much, Big Red be coaching, don't it? Man, whatever, whatever issues that require tissues before the bye week offensively, they're going to find a way to rectify that. They're not going to have the parents beating the parents and having things go wrong with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Holmes in that offense. That number is way, 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 way too much for me to ignore. He was 20-3 and three as a head coach of the Eagles. After a bye week, since he became the Chiefs coach, they're seven and one after bye weeks. That's way too much for me to ignore. And also playing in Kansas City, I would have a difference of opinion if this game was in Philadelphia. It's hard to win in that building. It's extremely hard to win in Kansas City. They believe they've gotten their one loss out of the way already when they lost opening night to the Detroit Lions without Chris Jones, without Travis Kelsey. But I think this game is all the makings, Harry, being 35-31. 38-35 like in the Super Bowl. I could see that being the final score no matter who, who wins this game on Monday night. I think a very important component to this game as well is the Chiefs defensively and their defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola. What is he going to do when it comes to Jalen Hurts and these wide receivers? What's the flavor of the day going to be for him? Right. Because I thought he had an amazing game plan versus Tyreek Hill and Tua Tungvaloa mm-hmm. over in Germany. Yeah. I want to see what's his flavor of the day going to be. Is he going to blitz Jalen Hurts, give him the illusion of one thing, one coverage is, is coming, but, you know, the defense and the secondary able to rotate right. and they play a different coverage. Like I, I, I want to see what that, that the flavor of the day is going to be for the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense. In your opinion, though, who's more likely to get back to the Super Bowl between these two? Is it Eagles or the Chiefs? Right now, I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And the reason why I say that is this, Freddie. We haven't seen them play their best football and they've still been able to win football games. Okay. This team only has one loss on the season. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Now, I will never, never, ever, ever become a meme and count <laughs> out Patrick Mahomes. You won't catch me like that. No, sir. But the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're finding ways to win at times without playing their best football. Mm-hmm. And that's something to be said for. That's something yeah. to pay attention to. Yeah, I'm going to go to Kansas City because all the contenders are falling apart around them. Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, anybody that we thought could legitimately challenge them. Maybe oh, they kryptonite. Absolutely. They cri- yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe the Burrow. kryptonite. Right. That's the one guy that has gone into Kansas City and beaten Patrick Mahomes. That's the one guy that's beaten him twice in his NFL career, especially in his home park. But now he's not there the rest of the regular season. I don't know what the Buffalo Bills are going to look like. The Miami Dolphins have not shown they can actually beat a team that can fight them back. They've 0-3 in those kind of contests, even though they almost made it a chance and a chance to give themselves the win when they lost to Kansas City and Frankfurt, Germany. That's not going to happen again if they play each other again in terms of them slowing down Tyreek Kill or Kansas City giving away a 21-0 lead. It seems to me that the contenders are getting stronger and stronger in the NFC. We got San Francisco, you got Detroit, you got Dallas. All the contenders in the AFC seem like they're falling apart week by week as far as that goes. If anything, that deck may be a lot clearer for Kansas City in the AFC compared to the Eagles in the NFC. You know what makes me nervous about Kansas City? What's the that? simple fact that we're in game 10 mm-hmm. and I don't trust their wide receiver room. I don't blame you. 
Like that, that the two losses that they endured this season came because of that room being so bad both right. times. Right. And you. when you get to big games, you need to be able to count on those guys to make plays. When you get to those guys, those games, you can't have question marks right. and second-guessing thing because of what they haven't done leading up until those moments. We know what Travis Kelsey is. We know what he can be. Right. But – in crunch time, in the most important moments in big games, can Rasheed Rice, can Kadarius Toney, can Sky Moore, can Miko Hartman, can those guys be able to hold a fort down for Patrick Mahomes and be that, I'll say that, that number two, that number three to Travis Kelsey? Yeah, because Titans will catch the football in the Eagles. At a certain point, they're going to take that away. Yep. Don't be surprised that happens Monday night that those dudes, like you mentioned, better be able to step up. That game at 8.15 Eastern time, Monday night football in Kansas City, the Chiefs at 7-2, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles 8-1, catch that game on ESPN and ABC. We can't wait to catch it with you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your call's in 10 minutes on, on Show Me Something Sunday in the NFL. Who has to show you something or else? 888-729-3776. And then we're going to make sure that by the time Monday rolls around, you got more money in your pocket. We're going to hit that number. We're going to hit it good on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Pause. Hit it good. Pause. This holiday season, join in the Disney tradition, the Disney Ultimate Toy Drive. Visit Disney.com slash Toy Drive to learn how you can help bring joy to children in need this holiday season. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Love Friday, Freddie and Harry version on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, and I tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to make sure that the love that we have for betting will benefit you when it comes to your pocketbook on Monday. We're going to do that in about five minutes, give or take a lie or two. But we're feeling plenty of love from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're calling this Sunday in the NFL, Show Me Something Sunday. Who needs to show you something or else? Unique in New Jersey. Speak on it. Hold on, brother. What's up, Unique? What you got, my friend? Okay, I go. Hold on. Okay, hey, what's happening, Harry? And uh, uh, Freddie, it's a pleasure to speak with you, brothers. Yeah, man, yeah. I listen to y'all every day, man. You know, I, actually, I've been held, held online three times, man. I finally got through, man. Amen, amen. <laughs> we blame Shannon Penn for that because Shannon Penn's the one that was disrespectful. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, we're going we gonna to address this. We're going to address this later. Yeah, he, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. He, he promised. He said, next time you call, you need, I'm, I'm going to get you through, man. And he did. So he did. kept his word. He a man of his word. But uh, what I wanted, what I want to talk about – Somebody need to show me something is that man that way that two zero man. He's in my backfield, man. Listen, I, I don't know. I think he's allergic to the end zone, man. I ain't <laughs> seen him in the end zone, man, in a minute. He might be talking about Tony Pollard. Yes, he is. He did call Tony Pollard. And it's really it's really interesting because that was the mindset that Mike McCarthy said the running game was going to have to protect the defense and protect Dak Prescott, the quarterback. And Unique is right in terms of I don't know if he's allergic to the end zone but he's not a big enough back that getting those tough yards inside the five, inside the 10-yard line of the opponent, that's not going to be a recipe that the Cowboys can think is going to work with Tony Pollard as their feature back. Here's the crazy part about the Cowboys. They only have four rushing touchdowns by running backs this uh-huh. season. How many does think Dak about have? That. I think Dak has three, right? Dak, Dak has two. He has two? Yep, he has two. Kevontae Turpin has one. C.D. Lamb has one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, CD Lamb's not even a running back. I know. <laughs> He's a wide receiver. But they they only have um, mm-hmm. they, Tony Pollard has two. Yep. Rico Dado has one, uh-huh. and then Hunter Limpke. Yeah. Whoever that I is. Think, I think that's his last yeah, name. I, I think that's the guy who probably is going to the Giants game. Got I try. I, a, a, a brother, I mean well. Yeah, I know. Yes, you do. That's always, <laughs> that always scares me. But he means well. Oh, boy. I mean well. The, the, old, the old dreaded he means well maneuver. <laughs> Billy in West Virginia on Show Me Something Sunday in the NFL. Who needs to show you something? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, San Francisco's got to show me something. I need to know that they're for real. And last week wasn't a fluke against the Jaguars. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I'll tell you, Billy, the San Francisco 49ers have showed you the last five or six years that they're not a fluke. I, I, I don't think moving forward they need to show you that they're not a fluke. I think what we've seen from this football team in a three-game skid that they had is something that we've seen the last two years from them. Now, it wasn't three games in a row. I think one of those years it was two games in a row. Right. But the San Francisco 49ers, they have the DNA to accomplish anything that they want to accomplish. So I'm not worried about them and if what they did versus Jacksonville was a fluke or not. Yeah, if anything, it's more along the lines of Brock Purdy. That's where it comes down to because we've seen the kind of performances. He was definitely more down than up in that three-game losing streak. But last week, man, he dialed it up quickly and dialed it up often. And all of a sudden, the running game looks better. The defense looks better. But their identity is how they can get after people on defense. They dumped, They jumped on Jacksonville like a pit bull on a new piece of bone, and they did not let that bone out of their mouth when it was all said and done. And they're a 12-point favorite at home versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Las Vegas knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to San Francisco. Speaking of numbers, we do this each and every Friday. It's all about designating more money to be in your pocket by Monday. We do a little thing called Hit That Number, NFL Props Over and Under. We bring in our man Devin Kane, our resident Giants fan, to go to other resident Giants fans, Shannon Penn, and they're going to let us know, and then we'll let you know exactly what number that you should play on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. It is time for us to hit that number. How we doing, gentlemen? We're doing good, my man. It's, well, al- it's almost 6 o'clock. I know. Uh-oh. Almost 3 o'clock on the West Coast. Anywho, <laughs> all these numbers are brought to you by ESPN <laughs> Bet. Harry, you're up first. C.J. Stroud over, under, one and a half passing touchdowns. They are taking on the Cardinals, who beat the Falcons last week. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I just like what C.J. Stroud is as a football player, orchestrating everything for that offense, being the best player on that football team currently. The moment is not too big for him, and I like what you did there, Devin, mm-hmm. beating boy, Devin. my Atlanta Falcons what? last week. Yeah. It's okay. I love it. They did. I'm going over. Yeah, he's going to get four. I don't think it's just going to be one and a half or two. He's going to get four. As great as he was against Cincinnati, this Cardinals defense can get after the quarterback a little bit, but C.J. Stroud's just playing differently. I'm with you. That Take the over. I think he gets four. Uh, Vegas thinks this next game is going to be offensive deficient. It's the lowest point total. Steelers-Browns, 32 and a half, Freddie. Is that going to go over or under? Under. These two might not combine for 24. <laughs> this has all the makings of 14 to 10. When it's all said and done, yeah, that that's a over, that's an under under involving that t- thirty two and a half points between these two. Yeah, I'm going under as well. We got to remember in that first matchup, there were two defensive touchdowns by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. I'm going under with this one. All right, Harry, this guy had a rough week last week. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville quarterback, over under two hundred and forty one and a half passing yards for for Trevor. He's playing the Titans. This is a tricky one because mm-hmm. we do know about the front defensive line of the Tennessee Titans. But I would say this, if the Jacksonville Jaguars want to contend and win this division, they have to win this game. So I'm going to go over because the Houston Texans are right behind them. The Jacksonville Jaguars 
are allowing 227 passing yards per game. That's all I need to know. Take the under as far as that goes. They're going to have to align that running game with Travis Etienne and maybe the legs of Trevor Lawrence. They will not have a lot of success throwing the football through the air against that front seven that can get out to the quarterback. And the secondary that's not bad in Tennessee. This guy was in the news all week. Stephon Diggs. Who? Over under six and a half receptions. They are taking the Jets, Freddie. Oh, he's going to get the over because if you have a brain in your head, if you're the new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, he better see the ball and catch the ball at least 10 to 12 times. It may not be for a lot of long gains, but at least you're going to put the ball in his hands and see if he can break a tackle or two against a pretty good tackling defense when it comes to the Jets. So, yeah, I'll take the over on that one. It may not be for a lot of yards, but it'll be the kind of targets you need if Stephon Diggs needs to be satisfied and your offense is going to be better. Yeah, I'm going to go over in this one as well. He's going to be matched up at times with Sauce Gardner. I know he wants to get the best of him. Can't get lost in the sauce, folks. And also, I would say this. If he don't have over six and a half catches, hell, he might be the one tweeting, not his brother. All right, last one real quick. Harry, Pat, or excuse me, Josh Jobs, over under one and a half passing touchdowns they are taking on the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to go over with this one. Joshua Dobbs uh, is good for a rushing touchdown. I believe, and I think he's going to be able to pass for one. So I'm going okay. over. Hmm. That Broncos defense has been really, really good the last four weeks. They haven't allowed a they haven't allowed a lot of quarterbacks to have any kind of success. I mean, they forced those kind of turnovers against Josh Allen on Monday night, and they put Patrick Mahomes at time in a blender. So I'm going to say under. I think he gets one passing touchdown. I don't think he's going to be able to get two. Yeah, I'm going to say that's the under when it comes to Josh Dobbs. Although I still wonder if the Broncos will have enough offense against improving Vikings defense. And if it's a shootout, I may have to side with the Minnesota Vikings when it's all said and done. But the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, they now have the same problem. The difference is the Bengals may not be able to get to the playoffs, unlike the Browns without their quarterback. We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.